can run, but you can't hide. It's far too late for that. Welcome to the dark side, where the night never ends. As Fangoria presents Dreadtime Stories with your host, Malcolm McDowell. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. There, my satanic friend. Behind that door, my fiance Gwendolyn lies with that scoundrel Rodrigo. Let us pay them an unexpected visit. Break down the door. Beauregard! What is this beast you bring into my house? This beast is your fate, you blackguard. No, Beauregard! Yes, Gwendolyn. I promise you, this will be the last time your loins stir with the flesh of this treacherous rogue. Go, my demonic servant. Kill him. No! No, I admit! I have done wrong! Beauregard! I shall make it up to you! Too late for reparations, Rodrigo! You thought me a spineless worm, but you were mistaken. Yes! Yes, that's it! Tear him apart! Let him feel the justice of your wrath! And now, kill the woman. No! Beauregard! I beg of you! Beseech all you wish, harlot! Your end is at hand! No! That's it! That's it! Slake my thirst for vengeance! Vindicate me, my pet! My minion! My dark enforcer! Its name is the Dark Enforcer. It was spawned in the deepest fathoms of hell. The evil desires match those of its master, and it exists in a place frequented by only the most adventurous souls, between the pages of a comic book. It debuted in 1964 in issue number seven of Gruesome Tales, an anthology comic book that had, as the cover proudly boasted, more scares than you could stuff into a coffin. Not long after, the Dark Enforcer earned his own monthly comic book. Although the title ceased publication in the late 70s, it remains a literary masterpiece that continues to generate much controversy. I know this is your all-time favorite comic in all, Dave, but it's a bit antiquated, isn't it? Not at all. Uh, in fact, The Dark Enforcer transcends its time. It's as fresh now as when it was first written. I don't know, man. I'm just not into the whole gothic style of writing. I mean, check out this dialogue. Slake my thirst for vengeance. Seriously, dude? 
When's the last time anybody slaked anything? But you have to consider the dialogue in context. See, it, it's a gothic setting. As this debate rages, the parties on both sides of the argument would agree that there is one good thing about the demonic behemoth that populates the pages of the Dark Enforcer. It does not exist in the real world, but perhaps with just the right amount of motivation, that could change. Fangoria's Dreadtime stories will continue in a moment. Now back to Fangoria's Dreadtime stories and The Dark Enforcer. It is a verifiable truth on the north side of Chicago that only the coolest of the comic book geeks hang out at Dave's Dungeon of Comics. The proprietor, Dave Chersky, is a quiet fellow who rarely seeks any kind of attention. He comes out of his shell, however, when the subject of comic books is raised. All the true comic book fans know that the new comics deliver on Wednesday, and so, that is the day when the experts, the authorities, and the connoisseurs assemble at the dungeon to pick up the latest issues of their favorite titles and discuss the most pressing topics of the day. Phil, think about what you're saying. It just doesn't make any sense. There's no way that Swamp Thing could ever beat the Incredible Hulk. But Marty, physical attacks can't hurt Swamp Thing. He can grow back severed body parts. It makes him impervious to harm. Yeah, but the Hulk is propelled by anger. The matter he gets, the more he could tear that puny, weed-infested wimp apart. Puny? The Dark Enforcer could take them both. Oh, cripes, here we go again. Seriously, if you're looking for the ultimate power in the universe... In the Gruesome Tales universe, he couldn't touch anyone in the Marvel or DC realm. Oh, I don't know about that. He only follows his master's wishes, so he's not suppressed by morals or a sense of right and wrong. Yeah, I never met a creature from hell who was. <laughs> <laughs> but he's pure evil. He has only one goal, to kill. Great, another dark enforcer extremist. And proud of it, I have some issues completely memorized. Look, Dan, since you've only been coming into the dungeon for a couple of weeks, we're gonna cut you some slack. But you're just not gonna convince us that the dark enforcer could take the Hulk. Or Swamp Thing. Hey, I love Swamp Thing, but the Dark Enforcer is the champion of underdogs. That's right. He can only serve those who have been treated unfairly by others. But he can also only serve one master at a time, right? So really, he's the champion of one underdog, depending on when you catch him. True, but he has defended many underdogs over time, so the title is still valid. Dan, you may be new around here, but your taste in comics is impeccable. Listen, guys, I hate to break up the party, but it's already after seven. Ugh, you just want to stop the discussion while you think you've got the upper hand. What's with the seven o'clock closing time on Wednesdays, Dave? Most comic shops stay open late on delivery day. Well, you guys are all my regulars, and you've already bought your comics, right? So I've made my profit for the day. Fine. Come on, Marty. Let's leave Scrooge McDuck to swim around in his money bin. I wish. Uh, some titles didn't deliver this week. I may not even break even. Looked to me like there was plenty of green passing over the counter tonight. I'm sure the bank isn't after you. No, not the bank. I'm out of here. Come on, Phil. See you guys next week. See ya. All right, see ya. Whoa, tough crowd. Yeah, th th they're good guys. Just very passionate about their comics. I could see that. 
Hey, listen, I know it's not the Dark Enforcer, but they're showing that old Swamp Thing movie over at that Revival Theater on Milwaukee Avenue. I was thinking of seeing if Phil wants to go since he's such a diehard fan. You interested? Uh, no, I don't think so. I gotta, uh, do some inventory and stuff. You know how it is, a delivery day and all. Yeah, sure. The big businessman. Well, hey, man, don't work too late, Mr. Trump. <laughs> all right. Yeah, see ya. Now, running a business, even a small one, often means sacrificing activities like a night out. But Dave has something on his mind besides inventory, something he's forced to deal with every Wednesday, something he dreads. A visitor who comes to the shop each week, but not to buy comic books. Chersky. You cut it a little close this time, Keller. Don't worry. Your little friends are gone. I just don't want them to know I'm paying protection money. Why not? Almost every business on the block is doing it. I, I don't allow smoking in here. <laughs> How come? My inventory, it's all paper. Some of it old, brittle, very valuable paper. One burning ember and the whole place could go up in smoke. Yeah, that would suck, wouldn't it? Then you and all your geeky little buddies wouldn't be able to meet here once a week and talk about your favorite superheroes and have your little circle jerk. I don't get it. Why don't you get out of this dungeon and go live your life? There's nothing wrong with my life. I own a business. I, I do something I enjoy. I should be able to live my life the way I want. You know what I think? I think you were one of those guys who was always bullied in school. And you just took the abuse. Never fought back. Just put up with it and then went home and read the latest issue of Captain Dickwad or whoever your favorite superhero was and fantasized about beating up all the bullies. You don't know anything about me. I think I do. And what's more, I'll gaze into my crystal ball for you. Your life is always going to be the same. Always getting bullied by guys like me and always putting up with it until you can escape into the next comic book. <laughs> Doesn't sound like much of a life to me. But hey, I don't have time to go all Dr. Phil on you. Why don't you just give me what I came here for and I'll get out of your hair? Uh, that might be a problem. I didn't make enough money to give you anything this week. A lot of the titles I ordered didn't deliver, but that means more titles than usual will deliver next week, so I could give you enough for two weeks all at once. There'd only be a one-week delay. See, now, in order for us to give you the kind of protection you're paying us for, we have to get paid on a weekly basis. Without fail. That's our agreement. This is a dangerous neighborhood, Dave. Without that payment, there's no telling what could happen to you. You don't need to lock the door. But see, I do, Dave. Under these circumstances, there's a protocol we have to follow. It starts with me doing something like this. It's all my new inventory. Don't! Don't what? You mean this? Stop! Those are valuable back issues! You want me to stop? Okay, I'll stop. But see, the problem with that is, then we gotta get to the ugly stuff. No, please. 
Put the gun away. You don't need to do that. Don't worry, I'm not gonna shoot you. I'm just gonna do this! Keller strikes Dave repeatedly with the butt of his gun. Curled up in a fetus-like position, Dave does what he can to protect himself, but Keller gets in several well-placed blows to the head. Finally, weary with the effort, Keller stops. You have one day. You hear me? You hear me? Yes. I don't care how you get it. You can sell your own grandmother for all I care. Just have the money tomorrow or it'll be worse for you. Understand? Yes. You know what disappoints me about you, Chersky? It's not that you didn't have the money. It's that you didn't fight back. I mean, you just kind of laid there. You really should clean this place up. I don't know how you expect to run a business when you keep it so messy. <laughs> Dave lays on the floor, sobbing partly out of humiliation, partly out of anger, and even partly out of relief that Keller is gone. But as he reflects on the events that led to this confrontation, Dave has an epiphany. Keller is right. He has always let himself be bullied. As he picks himself up off the floor, Dave's tears are mingled with a resolve that he will never be treated like that again. And in that revelatory moment, Dave begins to formulate a plan that will forever change his life. We'll return to Fangoria's Dreadtime stories after these words. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus. During Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi, I'm Carl Amari. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, The Whistler, and Abbott and Costello, consider joining the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 of the greatest classic radio shows of all time. As curator, the 10 shows I select will be the best sound quality and the most popular, along with a rare show sprinkled in to add to the fun. I'll also send you historical liner notes, plus photos of the radio stars. Members also receive an email each week with a link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show. The links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 whenever you'd like. The first month membership fee is only $1, with each additional month under $10. And you can cancel at any time with no obligation. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you're supporting this show, so we thank you very much. Join the Classic Radio Club at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. Now back to Fangoria's Dread Time Stories and the Dark Enforcer. The next morning, Dave arrives at the shop a little early to clean up. He then has a normal day dealing with customers. A day in which he tries to act like someone who wasn't beaten within an inch of his life the night before. A day in which he plans to do something about the Leon Kellers of the world. Hi, Dave. Oh, how are you, Dan? Pretty good. Thought I'd pick up some Swamp Thing back issues. Phil and I went to see that movie last night. I decided to bone up on some of the backstory. Oh man, too bad you couldn't come. Believe me, I would have rather been there than here. I can see that. Where'd you get that black eye? What? Oh, uh, some comics fell on me in the back room uh, from the upper shelf. No kidding. Who'd have thought owning a comic book shop could be so hazardous? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, man, you missed a good time. Rarely has there been a more charming and voluptuous scream queen than Adrian Barbeau. I can't argue with that. Plus, there's something just appealing about the thought of having an enormous guardian like the Swamp Thing. It'd make you feel so powerful, you know? Yes, uh, I do know. That's six dollars even for the comics. Okay. Oh, uh, I'm a dollar short. Uh, uh, don't worry. Just make up for it next time. You sure? Yeah. Thanks. I'm still looking for full-time work. Been freelancing a lot. Yeah, times are tough. Believe me, uh, I know. I guess. I just hate to keep mooching off my dad. He's letting me stay with him rent-free. How's his new job going? It's good, good. Working for the city of Chicago is a lot different than the little burg in Michigan we came from. But, you know, he seems to have adapted. That's good. So, doing a little reading. What? That issue of the Dark Enforcer you've got open there? Revisiting the classics? Oh, uh, yeah. If my eyes don't deceive me, that's issue number 17, Terror in the Night. That's the issue with the full invocation to summon the Dark Enforcer from the depths of Hades. Ah, oh, a true classic. I got it memorized cover to cover. Yeah, well, you know how it is when you own a comic book shop. You, you gotta stay exposed to great literature. Yeah, right. Uh, well, I'll let you close up shop here. Good talking to you, man. Yeah, uh, same here. Take care. Dave spends the next several minutes closing up the shop. He then intently studies the Dark Enforcer comic book, Dan pointed out, concentrating on its pages like a student cramming for an exam. Shortly after closing time, the moment Dave has been anticipating arrives. Chersky! I told you last night there's no smoking in here. 
So you did. <sighs> That's quite a shiny you got there. What happened? Disagree with a customer about the color of Wonder Woman's cape? <laughs> Nothing, huh? I'm not surprised. You were quite the blubbery little puss last night. Frankly, I'm amazed to see you've got enough backbone to even stand up today. But enough of this convivial banter. You got the money? No. Maybe I kicked you a little too hard in the head last night because I don't think you're grasping the seriousness of this situation. There's no way I could get my hands on that much money in 24 hours, so I don't have it. And what's more, I never will. I'm tired of being pushed around by guys like you. Now get out of my shop! Whoa! What happened to you, Chersky? Sometime in the last 24 hours, you grew a pair. Too bad you chose today to do it. This time I'm afraid I'm gonna have to use the business end of this thing. If you shoot, anyone could hear. What's the matter? Don't you ever go to the movies? This little mechanism on the barrel is called a silencer. Nobody's gonna hear a thing. Besides, it's not like I'm gonna kill you. I'm just gonna fire off a couple warning shots. Maybe to your kneecaps. Maybe to your elbows. Or maybe I'll mix and match. Put the gun down. I'm warning you. To Keller's amazement, Dave suddenly holds up his Dark Enforcer comic book and strikes a pose that mimics the body language of the character in its pages. Then, he reads the incantation. Defender of the persecuted, I summon thee. Arise from the underworld. I think I did kick you too hard in the head. Why is nothing happening? Maybe I need to say it louder. Defender of the persecuted, I summon thee. Arise from the underworld! Hello? Calling all demons? Nothing. Chersky, I, I don't know what's wrong with you, but for the record, most people like to go out with a little more dignity. I should have known it wouldn't work. What was I thinking? I thought I explained all that last night. All your comic book fantasies ain't gonna cut it here in the real world. Now stand still so I can do my job. Wait! What's that? It appears at first as if a hole has formed in the floor, but the closer he looks at it, Dave realizes it isn't a hole, it, it, it's nothing, a void. An inky vacuum that fills Dave with a dread like he's never felt before. Suddenly, flames arise from the void. And the hulking figure begins to take shape. What the? The behemoth that stands before them is monstrous. So huge, it blocks out what little light there is in the store. In fact, Dave could swear that the beast seems to somehow suffocate, even consume. I can't believe it. I actually summoned the Dark Enforcer. While a slack-jawed Leon Keller looks on, his gun still pointed at Dave, the Dark Enforcer stands in the middle of Dave's dungeon of comics, doing nothing. 
Uh, okay, uh, go, my, uh, servant, defend me! Why aren't you moving? Oh, wait, there's some kind of protocol I'm supposed to follow. Uh, here it is, uh, uh, welcome, demon, to the upper world. I have heeded thy call. No kidding. I mean, uh, to whom do you pledge your allegiance? Art thou the maltreated, the subjugated, the oppressed, the underdog? I am. Then I pledge my allegiance to thee, master. Sweet. Show me thine enemy, and I shall defend thee. That guy right there. Screw this! That gorilla is toast! Keller's bullets go through the beast, but then disappear as if he'd been shooting into a black hole. For the first time since Dave met Keller, he sees a look of fear pass across the gunman's features as the monstrous helium knocks the pistol out of his hand. Hey, my gun! Shall I eliminate your enemy? Yes, eliminate him! Hey, now wait a minute. Let's talk this over. Maybe we can work out some kind of payment plan. That's not what you said last night. Like an enraged child taking his anger out on a rag doll, the beast grabs Keller by the legs and jerks his feet out from under him, leaving him dangling upside down. Oh, put me down! Come on, Keller. Grow a pair. You're blubbering like a little puss. Listen, what I did last night, you know, that was nothing personal, right? So beating me almost to death was a business decision? Yes! It's part of my job! My boss expects me to do it! I just did it for show! I'm on your side, Chersky! I always was! I gave you an extra day to get the money, didn't I? Save it, Keller. You always treated me like I was a spineless worm. You enjoyed beating the crap out of me, and you know it. Listen, if you get King Kong to put me down, I'll make it up to you. There must be something I can do for you. There's only one thing I want you to do. Make a wish. At Dave's command, the Dark Enforcer grabs one of Keller's legs in each of its massive hands and rips him straight down the middle. As he gazes at what's left of Keller, Dave feels a surge of exhilaration go through him. Intoxicated by the power he now wields, Dave turns to the unearthly creature that stands beside him. You know something, my gigantic friend? Keller was right about one thing. I have always been harassed by guys like him, and I have always put up with the bullying. But now the bullying is going to stop. Yes, master. Nice! Funny how that doesn't sound so cliche when you're the one being addressed. Dispose of his body. Both halves. I need to clean up the shop. Then you and I have some work to do. We'll return to Fangoria's Dread Time stories after these words. And now back to Fangoria's Dread Time stories and the conclusion to The Dark Enforcer. That night, and for several nights thereafter, Dave and the Dark Enforcer 
visit some of Dave's old high school classmates. This is not, however, a series of joyful reunions. Rather, it is a carefully planned agenda designed to eradicate anyone who ever bullied Dave. Who is it? Doug Rockabrand? Yes? Uh, it's me, Dave Chersky. Chersky? Chersky? Why do I know that name? We went to high school together. Chersky, it is you. I almost didn't recognize you without all that acne. What brings you here? We didn't exactly hang around in the same social circles. No, no, we didn't, did we? In fact, you and your buddies used to go to great lengths to make that clear to me. The wedgies, the swirlies, and how about the times you guys pantsed me at that pep rally? Uh, I think everyone in the school saw me naked from the waist down. Good times, huh? Uh, yeah, you know, that was a long time ago. You think so? It seems like yesterday to me. But then I guess once you've been humiliated like that, it's kind of hard to let go. Listen, I gotta get ready for work. It was, it was great seeing you. Oh, ha hang on. I didn't get to introduce you to my friend. That's okay, I gotta run. But he really wants to meet you. Wait, where is he? He can be a little shy. Hey, buddy, come over here so Dougie can meet you. <laughs> what the hell? Can we come in? No! You know, big guy, his mouth said no, but his eyes said yes. Break down the door. And so it goes, as each night, Dave and the Dark Enforcer visit all of his old school tormentors. Then each morning, he returns to his day job as mild-mannered Dave Chersky, proprietor of Dave's Dungeon of Comics. Dave revels in the subterfuge, fancying himself as a sort of Clark Kent during the day and a malevolent version of Superman at night. On this particular day, as closing time approaches and the store clears out, Dave attends to his last customer, a client who appears a bit older than the usual crowd. Dave Chersky? Yes? Detective Nick Monahan, Chicago Police Department. Uh, what can I do for you? You mind if I ask you a few questions? I guess not. <laughs> You've got a nice shop here. Thanks. My son's a big comic book fan. I enjoyed them in my younger days. Batman, mostly. Guess I grew out of them. No offense. I was um, just about to close up, Detective. Uh, what is it that I can help you with? Sorry. Don't mean to keep you. Anyone ever come in here and ask for money to protect your business? No. Really? <laughs> that surprises me. Just about every store up and down this block is paying protection. This is a pretty small shop. Probably figured I wasn't worth the bother. Could be. They usually hit everybody on a single block, though. See, a few nights ago, the mob enforcer who works this neighborhood went missing. And you're worried about him? <laughs> I'm worried about what it could mean. Here's a picture of him. It's from a security camera. Not too clear. His name's Leon Keller. Medium build, dark brown hair, brown eyes. You'd remember him. He's an arrogant bastard. Yeah, I've never seen him. Uh, I mean, uh, my hours aren't as long as the other businesses. Uh, maybe I'm just flying under his radar. Maybe. 
Say, I hope you don't mind my asking. Where'd you get that black guy? Looks like someone got their licks in. Oh, uh, I was doing inventory in the back, and a stack of comics fell off the top shelf. Comic books are that heavy, huh? A stack of them, yeah. I guess. Uh, was there anything else, Detective? Now that you mention it, yeah, just one more thing. The woman who runs the cleaners next door said she heard a lot of noise coming from over here last Wednesday. Noise? Yeah. You know what that might have been? Mm. Probably just all the customers in here. It gets pretty loud on delivery day. No, she said it sounded like someone was tearing up the joint. After hours. Lots of yelling, stuff being thrown around. After about five minutes, it got quiet. She peeked out her front door to see what was going on, and she saw someone leaving. Oh. Yeah. Someone who perfectly fits the description of Leon Keller. She was mistaken. Uh, He must have been coming from up the street. She specifically witnessed him walking out of this store. Is it possible you made a mistake, Mr. Chersky? That you do know Leon Keller? No, of course not. So, I'm afraid you've become a person of interest. I'd appreciate it if you'd come down to the station house with me. No. Hey, this is harassment. I I didn't do anything. Then you have nothing to worry about. But the thing is, Mr. Chersky, we know how Keller operated. I figure all the noise was him roughing you up because you couldn't pay him his protection money. He probably gave you a day to come up with the cash. You couldn't do it. And knowing he was going to beat you again, or worse, you killed him when he came back. Is that what happened, Mr. Chersky? No. You don't know what you're talking about. You're just another bully pushing me around. That's why you got that black eye. It wasn't from comic books falling on you. It was from a scuffle with Keller. What the hell is that noise? Accuse me of killing Keller or, or anyone else. I didn't do it. My master is in distress. You must pay. Put me down! Wait, what are you doing? Detective, I, I didn't tell him to do this, I swear. I must avenge my master. No! To Dave's surprise, the Dark Enforcer proceeds to tear the detective apart. When he's finished, he tosses the remains on the floor at Dave's feet. Why did you do that? Thou art the maltreated, the subjugated, the oppressed. Yeah, 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 I'm the underdog, I get that. I must kill all enemies of the underdog. But you must wait for my command. I need not wait. Once I know who your enemies are, it is the bidding of Balthazar. Balthazar? Balthazar? Oh my god! Balthazar became the second Dark Lord of the Underworld in issue number 47. He gave you the ability to identify enemies of your master and kill them at your own will. It's like you're learning, becoming more intuitive as time goes on, just like in the comic. This has gotten out of control. We need to take care of this mess. You get rid of the body, I'll clean up. Oh, I hope I have enough bleach left. 
Then we have to figure out our next move. Having disposed of Detector Monaghan's body, the Dark Enforcer has returned to whatever demonic lair he calls home. Dave now sits on a chair in the back room, his head in his hands, the very picture of dejection. I can't do this anymore. Things have gotten out of control. I never should have summoned the Dark Enforcer, should never have had to murder all those people. Now he can destroy whoever he thinks is my enemy without my command. Anyone who so much as frowns at me could get killed. I have to figure out a way to stop it. There's only one thing I can do. Find the issue of the Dark Enforcer that tells how to reverse the summoning command. Dave spends an hour searching through his archive of back issues, but comes up empty. I'd have sworn up and down I had a copy here, but I guess not. I know I have it at home. I'll have to go home and get it. Dave? Dan! Yeah, uh, sorry to bother you. I, I know you're closed now. No, it it's fine. C uh, come on in. What's up? You look like you had a rough day. You have no idea. You ever feel like the whole world is collapsing all around you? Uh-huh. Funny you should mention that. I had a job interview this afternoon. I just stopped by to tell you how badly it went. I wish my problems were that simple. I'm thinking about closing up the shop and leaving town. Really? Things can't be that bad. Trust me, they are. My shoulder's pretty good for crying on, if you're comfortable doing that. You know, in a manly way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you would understand. You're a fellow Dark Enforcer fan, after all. I've been keeping this to myself for so long, a little confession might be good for the soul. Although I think mine may be beyond redemption. Ah, oh, hell. Uh, I I'm in trouble anyway. I guess at this point I've got nothing to lose. Sounds serious. What is it? Well, it started a week ago. This guy came into the shop after closing time. See, I've been paying him. And so, as the morning light spills into the unlikely confessional, Dave spills his guts. While relating the gruesome story, Dave questions whether he's doing the right thing. He even thinks about stopping once or twice, but once the words start to tumble out, he realizes it. it feels good to unload, especially with Dan. He's an ally, a comrade, a kindred spirit, willing to sit and listen to his horrific story. Dan reacts with the appropriate amount of shock at all the right moments. But as Dave gets to the end of his story, concluding with the killing of Detective Monaghan that morning, Dan gets very quiet. I don't think there's anyone left who has ever bullied me or pushed me around. The bad news is the police are on me. Plus, I think I've sacrificed my soul somewhere along the way. That's quite a story. Yeah, so now you see my dilemma. I don't want the Dark Enforcer to kill anyone else. I was in back trying to find the issue where Roderick the Enchanter reversed the summoning command. I don't suppose you remember it. I'll do you one better. Really? How? As if in a trance, Dan suddenly stands up, moves to the center of the store, and raises his arms dramatically. Defender of the persecuted, I summon thee! Arise from the underworld. What are you doing? I've never told you my full name, have I? No, now that I think of it, I guess not. But, but what does that matter right now? Because I think you'll find it rings a bell. My name is Monahan. Daniel Monahan. Monahan? 
Oh my god. My father was Detective Nick Monahan of the Chicago Police Department. Dan, I had no idea. Welcome, demon, to the upper world. I have heeded thy call. Wait a minute. You're supposed to answer to me. To whom do you pledge your allegiance? Art thou the maltreated, the subjugated, the oppressed, the underdog? I am. Then I pledge my allegiance to thee, master. But, but I'm your master. Not anymore. You said it yourself. Everyone who has ever bullied you or pushed you around has been killed. And if there's no one left who thinks they're better than you, you can't be the underdog anymore, now can you? Show me thine enemies, and I shall defend thee. Him. That guy right there. Dave Chersky. Wait. Let's think about this logically. I didn't kill your father. The Dark Enforcer did. Ah, oh, come on, Dave. We both know how it works in the comic. The Dark Enforcer can only follow the orders of his master. But I didn't order him to kill your dad. He invoked the bidding of Balthazar. It doesn't matter. You still wanted my dad dead, didn't you? Otherwise, the Dark Enforcer wouldn't have killed him. Am I right? Am I? Yes. Then we're done talking. Shall I eliminate your enemy? Do it. Please. No. If I, if I had known it would come to this, I, I wouldn't have summoned him in the first place. I just wanted to get back at Keller, at everyone who'd ever bullied me. I just wanted revenge. Yeah. Payback's a bitch. No! No! Please! No! We'll return to Fangoria's Dread Time stories after these words. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine Coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. The Dark Enforcer was written for radio by Barry Rickert. Heard in the cast were T.J. Jagodowski, Rich Kamenik, Kurt Nabig, Lisa Wolf, Jim McCants, Carl Amari, Gary Tiedemann, Patrick Cerny, and Jeff Morrow as the Dark Enforcer. 
Fangoria's Dreadtime Stories with host Malcolm McDowell is a copyrighted radio feature produced and directed by Carl Amari. Executive producer, Thomas DeFeo. Associate producer, Chris Rowe. Sound design, custom Foley effects, recording, and editing are produced in the Cerny American Sound to Picture Theater by sound designers Craig Lee, Bob Benson, and Tim Cerny. Original music composed and conducted by Chris Alexander. Join us next time on The Dark Side, where the night never ends, for another fascinating story presented by Fangoria Magazine. Jim McCants speaking. <laughs>